Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr B. This is season 24 for me and season 20 for Amanda. And this is day 25 of season 92, the very last day. Question one asks us to name a gumshoe cleric created by G.K. Chesterton. So I was really sure that this was Father Dowling mm-hmm. of the Father Dowling Mysteries, a show that was on in, I want to say the 80s, uh, and starred Tom Bosley mm. as a Catholic priest who solved mysteries in that sort of murder-she-wrote vein. Um, I just, I, I, uh... I don't know why I necessarily thought this other than that was the gumshoe cleric that I could think of. And I figured, well, they must be based on something. Um, especially since like the name of the show was the father Dowling mysteries, which very mm-hmm. much evokes like, you know, there's a source material here, you know, we're referring to something to, to a, a known and loved character. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, father Dowling. Yeah, I had much the same line of thought, although I don't remember the show itself. I had in my head that it was um, like a PBS type show more so than a um, one of the big three networks or whatever. Um, but yeah, I that was the only gumshoe cleric that I could conjure. I don't, uh, you know, this is not a, a genre that I am terribly familiar with or that I... You know, I, I haven't read these books. Um, no matter which person, it, which character it actually is, or who wrote it, um, <laughs> it is not something that I'm familiar with. Um, and so I, I was fairly delighted that I actually thought of a name to, <laughs> you know, to sort of fit this profile as far as I could tell. Um, so I happily put down Father Dowling as well. It was Father Brown. Okay. Which. Which apparently uh, the Father Dowling books that the TV series was based on were heavily influenced by, ah, by Father okay. Brown. So, um, so yeah, boomed that one. Oh, well. Yes, indeed. Question two asks us, what was the first Pacific small island nation to gain independence from colonial powers? So this one, I just, I couldn't grab onto. I, uh, um just was casting about for different possible nations and the one thing that I could finally tease out um, in thinking it through was that it wasn't going to be just based on how the um, question describes the name change you know its initial its initial directional two-word name was officially shortened to its current name so we're talking about something with like a North, South, East, West, most likely, you know, first word in the name. And then, uh, and then a name that stands alone today. Um, so it's not going to be like the Solomon Islands because that's already two words, you know, it's got the word islands in there. So if you Mm -hmm. had added the directional onto it previously, it would not have been a two word name. Um, and so anything with kind of like, islands appended to it as a territory or country name or whatever um i kind of ruled out after pondering it for a while um and then i just you know thought through and all the different there's just tons of different little island nations out there you know tuvalu tonga kiribati like there there's 
lots of them because there's th those islands are sprinkled all over a gigantic ocean. Um, I thought about, you know, Micronesia and all sorts of things. And finally, I thought, well, what about Tahiti? You know, the, the question mentions uh, colonial powers, and I was pretty sure Tahiti um, had been colonized by the French, I want to say, although I may be thinking of Fiji. I'm not sure. Um, in any case, I thought that sounds as good as any. You know, I've been going through all these different names and that's a hard enough process enough for me like that's giving me a category and saying okay think of all the names you can in this category that's like one of the hardest tasks to put in front of my brain because it just doesn't summon things up quite that way without a lot of conscious effort uh so finally i just thought you know why not tahiti and that's what i put down uh i first thing that popped into my head was Samoa mm. for no reason other than there's a lot of wrestlers from Samoa. And <laughs> so when I, when I think of like a Pacific nation, that's just kind of the one that pops into my mind usually. Okay. And I thought, okay, so, you know, the directional thing, was it Northern Samoa, Southern Samoa, Western Samoa, Eastern Samoa? None of those really rang a bell. And I, I think because probably that part of my brain is filled with American Samoa. Yeah. Territory. Um, and that's why I dismissed Samoa mm -hmm. as a possibility personally, because of thinking, well, it's it's called American Samoa that I know of. So anyway. Yes, one of them is, yes. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I couldn't really land on anything else that sounded correct. Like, I, I went through a lot of the same uh, same ones that you did and just and kind of dismissed them. and I, Briefly thought, is this about Eastern Timor? No, that was much later. and I consider that as well. It's, That's it's, east as well. Yeah, and it's part of a much larger island. So mm -hmm. um, so that's not that wasn't it either. And I, I don't know whether that's technically considered a Pacific uh, nation. I believe it's mm -hmm. mostly... It's more like Indian Ocean. Indian Ocean, and it's kind mm -hmm. of... In, it, it, I think it's kind of in amongst a bunch of other oceans, so or uh, islands rather, so... It may not even kind of be in an ocean. I don't know. Okay. I don't know what the exact marine geography of that area is. So I just kept coming back to Samoa and thinking, yeah, that's got to be, that's got to be it. I'm fairly certain that it's an independent nation. It seems like one that would have been pretty early on. Um, so yeah, we'll go with that. That was the correct answer. Mm. Very good. And Western was its previous uh, mm. prefix. Sure. Question three, finally, uh, gives me something that I can sink my teeth into um, and asks us, uh, what city did Johnny Cash sing about, you know, the protagonist shooting a man just to watch him die? Uh, this is Reno. Yep. I know the song. Yep. I grew up in Reno. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what's two hours away from Sacramento and in a different <laughs> jurisdiction. So, yeah, it's, uh, so this was Reno. And this was one, this was the easiest zero of the day, even if my opponents didn't have a great pop music score. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, this one is a song that I have a history with going back to my toddlerhood. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I've mentioned on the podcast that uh, my dad, in lieu of singing traditional lullabies to me to get me to go to sleep, would sing me cowboy songs and Johnny Cash and you know, uh, that kind of thing. And so I'm 
fairly certain he has, you know, sang me to sleep with this, but also <laughs> we would drive down to Florida for vacations in the great big old, you know, Cadillac Eldorado in the, in the mid to late seventies. And, you know, it of course had the eight track tape player that, you know, Johnny Cash's greatest hits would get, get heavy rotation on. Um, and so, and, and I kind of, you know, after he died in, uh, 2000, eight I think it was um mm -hmm. or seven it was seven because my dad died in 2008 and then my boss died in 2000, 2000. I'm getting backwards anyway uh, my dad died quite a few years ago and so his music is one of those ways that I kind of keep his memory alive too and, and Johnny Cash might have been his favorite um or at least one of his favorite artists um and so you know I've had a chance to relearn those songs because as a, a little kid, you don't really comprehend a lyric like, you know, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Um, that's you, you don't even know what a Reno is. You don't know <laughs> what any of that really means. Um, and there was a period in there too, where um, I believe the beastie boys sim sampled this line for a song. Um, so uh, that kind of, you know, informed my awareness of it too. But in any case, I knew this one cold as hell. Uh, and I also put down Reno. And that was correct. Question four asks us for the alias of a YouTuber who also sells a lot of burgers. Yeah, I didn't, I, I knew I'd heard about this, this crazy thing because, uh, the idea is, um, he has this virtual burger brand that is basically, you know, this thing that he wants to sell, but it's out of a restaurant that he doesn't own. Mm -hmm. um, and somehow I had it stuck in my head that it, it, this was Burger King, but I'll let you do the reveal on where it actually was. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I didn't, I knew I'd read about this, but I, I couldn't, you know, only in passing, I, I couldn't pull the YouTube alias of this person. So I put down, jd like kind of spelled out j-a-y-d-e-e because -E, this guy is jimmy donaldson i thought maybe it's you know just kind of pulling from his initials or something like that reasonable yeah i i kind of went through some jd variants as well mm. uh, i didn't know this at all no. um and i i didn't really even know about the burger thing i thought it was referring to like uh, a, a value meal at mcdonald's like Mm. Uh, I know a couple of other people have had that recently, and I know one of them is oh, Saweetie, right. yeah, yeah. the I believe rapper. I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, and who I am also fairly certain presents as female, mm -hmm. but this was the closest I could actually get to this <laughs> without just figuring like, okay, I guess his name must be JD YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's what I went with and knew that I had it incorrect. Yeah, the answer was, uh, and I don't know if I'm even pronouncing this right, because it's all written out as one word with no punctuation, Mr. Beast. It is Mr. Beast, yes. Okay. M.R. Beast. Yep. Um, yeah, so this is, uh, his burger brand is uh, a ghost kitchen mm -hmm. thing, uh, which is to say a, a more established restaurant makes it, and it's just kind of you know, essentially drop shipped <laughs> with the Mr. Beast branding. Uh, and 
apparently most of the locations that do this are Buca de Beppo's, <laughs> uh, who also sell Mariah Carey's cookies. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, that's a uh, they've that's how they largely survived the pandemic was mm, through mm-hmm. ghost kitchening uh, and the like. Yeah. Um, a lot. Of, I mean, I'm sure they sold a lot of actual Italian food under their own brand. Sure. But they also grabbed onto a lot of these other type concepts. Uh, another one that's not Buca di Beppo is Chuck E. Cheese, which sells Pasquale's Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, has an entirely different branding. So you don't know that you're getting a Chuck E. Cheese pizza because no one over the age of 12 would voluntarily buy a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> so... It's yeah. a thing. And what's funny is, of course, we ordered from Buca de Beppo yesterday. Yeah. Um, which uh, I just, I don't know what prompted me to do so. Yeah. Uh, but it does remind me of the fact that Buca de Beppo is, you know, sells its meals in like multiple person portions. Mm-hmm. So family when style. I was, yeah, family style. So I could select like, a, you know, a, the, the smaller size portion was feeding three people or the larger size was feeding five. So I would pick up the three, you know, person portion type thing. And so it kind of makes sense that they would be well suited to this ghost kitchen idea because mm-hmm. they're, and they do catering too. Mm-hmm. So like they're used to that level of large you know, industrial, yeah, kind of industrial food okay. production yeah. in that way. So anyway, um, moving on to question five, uh, asks us for um, either of two standard terms in physics that relate to forces in rotating systems. And this is either centrifugal force, the force toward the center of a circle, or centripetal force, which is the force uh, that pushes you away from, or the other way around. No, yeah, that's right. Centripetal uh, is inward. Yeah. Centrifugal is outward. Um, and I, I remember uh, in physics class in college, low those many years ago, um, a, a consistent argument that one of them doesn't actually exist. Mm-hmm. Um, centripetal, I think. But I could be wrong. Uh, I think it's centrifugal because because the other one is a force that acts inward. Okay. And that's that's the one that's pulling you in. Mm. But yeah, that's something about how centrifugal force is really just momentum or something mm. like that, and it's mm. not it's not distinct from just you know mo- momentum. And it does and say such. an apparent force, right. In the question, yeah. So. So, yeah, I just kind of had to figure out whether I was going to say centrifugal or centripetal, and I thought I I was more certain on knowing how to spell centrifugal. I I had basically the same line of logic, except that I went with centripetal um, because I could just picture it a little bit better. Mm. You know, I, I have sort of a little more familiarity in the sense of uh, seeing it as a word with centrifugal because... A centrifuge was the thing you use in chemistry to kind of, um, uh, you know, get all of, for example, the red blood cells out of a sample of blood. Like you, it, it pushes all the solid matter to the bottom of that little mm-hmm. centrifuge tube right. and then the liquid, you know, material will be on top. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I've, I think of centripetal as its own thing and centrifugal is you know is it really am i really remembering it right that it's spelled mostly like centrifuge (laughs) or not right um so because there's just you know 
two potentially crossing wires there. So uh, I put down centripetal instead. And we were both right. Indeed. I think that's fairly rare. When it's like one or the other, we usually hit the, the same one. Most often, I think, mm. yeah. Oh. Question six asks us for whew, a lot. Of, like This this question's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a professional sports franchise that relocated from Syracuse in 1963. It was the third active team with a number as part of its name. And we needed the full name, including city. Yes, the third active team at the time. At and the time. for the life of me, I could not Google what the third one was as far as I could think of. Like what when I approached this question, I thought, okay, what teams do I know that have numbers in them, at least today? And I could think of the San Francisco 49ers right uh, away. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I thought of, which I don't think they are an active team today, uh, was the Philadelphia 76ers. Are they still yep. active? Okay. So at least there's that. Um, I, I don't know what that gets me. But anyway, those were the two I could think of. And I, you know, I took a while to sort of rack my brains as to what would be the third one. Um, and indeed, after the fact, I couldn't even Google it. Like, that's a really hard thing to figure out, <laughs> you know, pro sports team names with numbers in them. Yeah. Gets you like the 49ers and the 76ers. The third one is not mentioned that I can find. They must so, be. They must be defunct. I guess, but like I, I, I feel like I would have heard of something. Anyway, so that effectively narrowed down my choices for me because I, I couldn't think of what the third one could be. So I figured, okay, I'll, I'll go from what I know because you know, all of these questions are likely to be something I've heard of. Than, or likelier to be something I've heard of than to be something that's defunct and really obscure and, you know, that is even more selectively known by learned leaders. Um, so I thought about, like, I, I mulled this over a lot and I thought about, um, you know, kind of like what sport would be the likeliest to be relocating from Syracuse? Because um, I, you know, thinking of the, the vague, hazy notions I have of sports team histories. Um, did I think it would be a football team? No, I don't recall reading any history that suggested there was a football team there. Do I think it could be a hockey team? No, and I don't think there are, you know, hockey teams with numbers in them that I recall. Um, could it be a baseball team? Maybe, but I also can't think of a baseball team with any numbers in it. Um, and so finally I was like, what about a basketball team? Yeah, I kind of associate Syracuse with basketball, if only be on the college side. Um, but it seems like, yeah, that, that could be a basketball town. And I also feel like the 49ers, um, would have been playing prior to 1963. I, I could be very wrong about that, but I just figured, you know, um, would they... You know, would they be making this transition all the way from Syracuse, New York to to San Francisco in 1963? I felt like, no, I, I that doesn't kind of track with my sense of, you know, again, my very, very vague and hazy sense <laughs> of anything about their history. Um, so I came back to the Philadelphia 76ers and I thought, 
you know, is this a name that they would be likely to take at the time um, was part of it. Because, you know, when you're in the mid 60s, there was a lot of, I felt like, um, a lot of uh, celebratory preparations for 1976, which was the bicentennial. It was a huge deal, you know, it, which I only recall from being a few years old. But like, it was just, you know, everybody was very psyched up, I guess, for, um, you know, the spirit of 76 and the, um, that, that anniversary that we could all celebrate or whatever. Um, and so I thought, well, that kind of makes sense that like, you know, a few years ahead of that, there would be this team and Philadelphia and 76, you know, of course, go to, go together nicely. And that, yeah, that sounds like something that they would have named, a team that in that era so with some trepidation i ended up putting down philadelphia 76ers so my first thought was 76ers mm -hmm. uh, and then i tried to justify it to myself and i thought okay syracuse basketball town sure not big enough to keep a an either a, a big league basketball sure. NBA or ABA at the time, I think, mm. uh, franchise. So, yeah, they probably would have moved to Philadelphia. Would they have been the 76ers in 63? Yeah, sure. Okay. That makes sense. That would be a reasonable supposition. Were the 76ers in Philadelphia after 1963? I believe so, because I believe Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game was soon after that. Mm -hmm. um, the game, of course, was actually in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, so yeah, I just couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't talk myself out of this, this team becoming the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm -hmm. So that's what I went with. And that was the correct answer. I am pretty proud of that, uh, poll yeah, for myself. Yeah, it's a good poll for you. I definitely would have given you at least two on that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those ones where I can hope that that will be the case, um, and, you know, that... The only thing I might rank uh, higher than it or give more points to rather is the Samoa one. Um, but that's, you're kind of asking like, there's this limited field for each of those of what you're going to guess for it. Mm -hmm. So it's it's sometimes hard to score those, even if they're kind of like the the rankings in the person's stats are pretty clear. Yeah. Like game sport is perennially my worst category and you oftentimes really should go with the stats. Um, mm -hmm. But this one is a very, like, plays to some of my strengths of just sort of, like, knowing a few things about that category. And it's really kind of about this language puzzle that's, you know, narrows it down uh, much more nicely than than most sort of pick a an item out of a category things. Mm -hmm. But still, three on the day, I don't love that. I, I would rather have... Uh, you know, landed on Samoa, let's say, or, you know, I was never going to get the, the Father Brown. I was never going to get Mr. Beast. Um, Would have been nice to to pick up one more good guess. Because um, Samoa crossed my mind, but I was like, no, of course it's American Samoa. It's not a, you know, separate mm -hmm. country. And if it is, it didn't have a directional in front of it. It had some other country's name in front of it or something right. like that. French Samoa, colonial Samoa. British Samoa. I, yeah. I don't know who Samoa, yeah. Yep. 
reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. So and you had four? I had four. Mm. Yeah. But you don't have to worry about it. No. All I had to do was answer anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, all I had to do was submit today and I was guaranteed to stay in the green zone. Yeah. It will depend on uh, the outcome of this match for mm-hmm. to see if I have a chance yep. to get promoted. Yep. There's uh, a few different scenarios here. You're in the green, but you're defending against your fourth. You're defending against the sixth place person. Sorry, I'm in the green? What? Yeah. What? You're, you are top four get promoted. Oh my God. So you are currently in the green. I, I thought um, I was below that. That's nope. Not... And uh, yeah, and you're facing the number six. And if they win, then they vault over you, uh. I think. Um, and then the number five can possibly vault over. It's, it's, yeah. Okay. There, there's, there's a bunch of different conditionals. So uh. you're not, you're not guaranteed to stay in, but you're not, uh, huh. You're not really, you're not way on the edge. Like, huh. you're, you're in control of your own destiny. Oh, boy. So. I don't know if that's a good thing. Oh, this, this day was, <laughs> this day was kind of weird. It was a, a slightly weird collection. Spread of stuff. And, you know, the only nod, I will say, to mathematics questions in the entire season was this very last question. Yeah. About numbers and sports team <laughs> names. So, um... That's that was an interesting choice to me. I mm-hmm. I, I wonder if uh, Thorsten has heard my pleas or other people's <laughs> to just be like, you know, math is different. <laughs> um, and again, I you know, it, it's also possible to kind of like there's a lot of math in the world that you could ask trivia questions about um, because it's about the names of things or or what have you mm-hmm. or the properties yeah. versus doing a math problem which mm-hmm. is not so much a thing yeah you may have just run through them all though that's the question is yeah. it done all the math <laughs> i don't know um yeah because uh there's usually about three questions per season okay three maths it's it's i believe the rarest i think that's true yeah, it and is the rarest but uh, so yeah. it's possible then that it's just not just didn't pick them out of the Maybe ether it's right? never come up yeah. yeah i wonder if that's happened before in a season I have zero math questions. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll just leave you wondering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, just to, to give you a cliffhanger there. Um, so that's it for the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, tune in next season for more post-game analysis, I guess. Yep. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LRNDLG. It's Learned League Without the Vowels. We probably won't be doing anything, but who knows? I might make you post something if I do get promoted, I guess. Fair. Um, so I guess that's, yeah, that's, that's it for, that's a wrap. Yep. I don't know what else to say to you people. <laughs> well, um, always remember. Don't forfeit. Don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs>